Listener Production. Hello and welcome to Footy Talk. We are your not at the moment but usual daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. I'm the producer of the show, Zoe, and I'm here with our stats guy. Our Wednesday stats guy, Ethan, at the moment, while the rest of the guys are enjoying their off-season. Hello to you again, Zoe. Abby's actually in on the world's longest overseas trip slash honeymoon with Keegs at the moment. Uh, <laughs> if you've seen her Instagram, um, it is hectic. I think that's the most well-deserved holiday of all time. She's been working seven days a week for, like, since the beginning of time. So, like, all over the States, all over Europe as well. That's in the plan as she's well. She's literally going global. Yeah, she's, she, gone, she's gone international. It's incredible to watch. It's not low-key. Anyway, follow Abby on Instagram if you want to follow up with that. Today's show, though, is not about Abby. It's about Joey. Yes, Everyone's our favourite. Our favourite footy analyst. Sorry, Kingy, but Joey Joey's takes the cake. And we're looking back at some of our favourite memories of Joey on the show, some of the stories that we think just slipped through to the keeper a bit and then we wanted to bring back and highlight. The first of those moments happened on the 10th of March and it was, that would have been before the season started. Yeah, right before the season started. And this story is about Ross Lyon. If you haven't heard, as an aside to this, Joey does the best Ross Lyon impression. Oh my God, it's so it is funny. just like, I can't I can't do it justice. You're going to have to hear it. <laughs> you have to find it on this March 10 episode. I'm sure he does it. But Joey told us about a story about a spray he got from Ross Lyon. We've been lucky enough to have a lot to do with Ross Lyon over the journey in the walls of Listener. He's been on Jock and Journo, the Sunday Rub. So we've had a lot of exposure to him. And just hearing Joey tell this story about how Ross Lyon ripped into the St Kilda players after Adam Kingsley ripped through the boys. It's a great story. I copped a beauty one day in, at the SCG. We're playing against the Swans. And as you know, always hard to get a kick up at the SCG. It is shocking Especially ground. when Sydney were up, up and about. They beautiful used to, ground. Beautiful But ground. shocking. Yeah. <laughs> and the Swans were so hard to get a yeah. kick against. They actually were disciplined and played on someone, all those things. And at halftime, we were getting beaten. And uh, and I was getting tagged in the midfield. And, and, and Ross Lyon, I started spraying Del Sano and I. Not defending. Cop that a few times. Yes. And uh, he made a statement and said, right, if you guys aren't going to defend, you can go play in the back line. Gilbert Fisher, you're doing all the hard work. You can go in the midfield. I love it. So when I you come get out in the Rossi face on. come out in the second <laughs> half. I go and go and stand on Jared Moore, who straight away gets told to go and play in the goal square at full forward and don't move. The bulldog. We want, we want him on yep. t- the little bulldog. Who Ross Lyon actually once said to us in a in a pregame meeting, if the game was played in a shoebox, Jared Moore would win a Brownlow because <laughs> he was a very good player in tight, but maybe just didn't quite have the spread in the run. I got stuck playing at fullback on him. He wasn't allowed to move because they were happy to keep me at fullback. So, <laughs> so I stood the whole second half in the, square. in the goal square. An embarrassing second half for me. Nick Del Sano went to half back. He had two goals kicked on him in five minutes. So Ross Lyon, get him out of the back line. And, uh, and that was a big spray. And that was actually that turning point where, um, where Milne and, and Del Sano got dropped the following week. And it was a, a bit of a line in the sand moment for us as a footy club. But he has given quite a few, Rossi. But I think he was holding his bullets. And I'm sure the players will get a few throughout the season. Who would you rather have got a spray from, Adam Kingsley or Ross Lyon? If you obviously you're not preferring to have a spray, <laughs> but if you were like, all right, someone needs to tear through me here, who would you rather? I don't care if Adam Kingsley would disintegrate my arm in an arm wrestle. It's definitely him because I just wouldn't want to cop it between the eyes from Ross Lyon. No way in hell. I feel like it would really come from the heart with Ross. I mean, it will come from the heart with both of them. Kingers does scare the shit out of him a bit. I feel like he would like <laughs> really... 
really give it to you, but um, I no. Like, I feel like I get a cuddle from Adam Kingsley afterwards. Like I feel like there's a hard exterior and maybe a soft interior. With Ross, it's just This is Ross, pre-cuddly Ross now as well. Right? He's much nicer. Back in the day, you probably wouldn't want to have been sprayed by oh, no thanks. Ross line. The next uh, moment that we're going to have a bit of a listen back to is it was obviously just the start of the season, March 10th. So there's a lot of debutants rolling through as there always is at the start of the season. So it had us talking about Joey and Rui's debut games. Yes, and we were sitting in the airlock for this outside the studio and it got us looking through AFL tables. It got us looking through the archives for both of these two debut games. Both of them told fantastic stories about how it went down. Joey's stats for that particular game weren't exactly impressive. <laughs> and Ruiz was a really weird situation, wasn't it, to be in? The first, his first, I think he talks about it in this story, that first little period of time that he was at St Kilda was an odd one. Yeah, it was like, I mean, he was pick one. He was, you know, the Saints were struggling at that point. I don't think he really kicked on. Joey certainly didn't kick on. His first game was all struggles, as you're about to hear. Can you remember your first game, going back a long time, how you were told? Because we didn't have the social media accounts and all the creativity when we were told. Can you remember how you were told, but even what it was like, your first game experience? I can't remember how I was told, but my first game experience um, was was memorable. Um, so I, I got injured in the preseason of my first year, uh, got back at about round 13, 14, played in the spring rail reserves, so VFL reserves, Twos, twos was my first game. Uh, then the next week I played Springvale Seniors and then played okay. So then the next week, AFL debut, we were going like uh, a busted. So it wasn't too difficult to get a game. Uh, uh, what was it? Colonial Stadium at the time, Adelaide Crows, Friday night footy, Friday the thir- 13th in actual fact. And it worked out that way too. We got rolled by 97 points. Uh, I had three possessions. Darren Jarman kicked six. Uh, and Malcolm Blight was the coach. He got the arse on Tuesday. Uh, so my, my, my first game was Malcolm Blight's last. And I actually think I hold a, a record in AFL footy, the most coaches in consecutive games of footy. Finished uh, my season with Southport the year before, played in a granny, which we, which we won, which was the last one I ever did. Uh, got drafted. First game was Springvale Reserves, as I mentioned. Next game, Springvale Seniors the week after. Then debuted St Kilda under Malcolm Blight. He got the ass. Next week, caretaker coach Grant Thomas, five coaches in five consecutive games of footy. Some sort of yeah, record, wow. Joey. That is some, that is some sort of record. Some sort of record. Memorable for all the wrong reasons. What about yours? What happened? Well, not too dissimilar. We talk about at the moment, actually, St Kilda's injury list heading into round one. Oh, it's yeah. It's horrible. They, they are decimated. Well, yeah. what it does, though, it presents opportunity for some people that probably aren't ready. And I was one of them back in 2002, really, because when I got my first game round six in my first year, we only had 24 players to select from that were actually <laughs> available and fit and healthy. If we had 25, you wouldn't have gotten a game. Probably not. If you remember, it was we were decimated. It was poor only Josh Hallahan and, and Justin Platt were the only two blokes that were fit and available. Shout out to those se- boys. Yeah, the, we love those boys. But they were the only two that were fit and available that didn't get selected. The rest of us just all played. So I, I certainly wasn't ready in my first year, but got the opportunity. Collingwood, to, right? Was that against yeah, the Yeah, Collingwood. Yeah. Yeah, good surprise. We only lost by 86 points yeah, or something right. that night. Perfect. I grew up breaking as a – I was a massive Collingwood supporter as a kid, so I was in awe. I was running out there and Nathan Buckley and Anthony. Did you get a kick? Ah, uh, about three. 
I yeah. think I had five or six touches, so a couple yeah, nice. of kicks. My first one was a turnover, straight yeah. to uh, out of defence. So I kicked it straight to Ryan Loney, who then launched the bomb oh. from 60, kicked it back over my head for a goal. <laughs> so I always thought things could only get uh, better yeah. from there. So if you want to listen back to that episode, it is from the 10th of March, the very start of our footy talk journey. The link to that episode will be in the description of this podcast. Now on to the 23rd of June when... Our man, the Fevolution, was on deck with Joey. It was retro round. So I was getting them to reminisce on some of the old times that they had in footy. Before they were players, they started as fans. And that's where this next grab comes from. Yeah, and Joey, as we found out, surprisingly, I don't know how many people know this, but he was a Collingwood fan growing up. You know what? That meant The amount of Collingwood fans that have come <laughs> at this podcast and come at Joey this year for his... Uh, quote-unquote, criticism of the pies. <laughs> I'm like, guys, seriously, he was one of you. He, does, he doesn't have anything against Collingwood. He spent half his life loving Collingwood. Leave and him alone. So this was the moment that Joey met one of his all-time favourite players and it is one of the best stories I've ever heard about someone meeting their hero. Yeah, it is proper awkward. This is Joey at the age of, I think he was eight years old, (laughs) and I don't think he was old enough to really appreciate the circumstances in which he met this particular person, but the story itself is just brilliant. And you're a Saints supporter. I was a Saints man. Who was your your idol? Who were your heroes? Robert Harvey and uh, uh, Tony Lockett were were my favourites. But I was in the cheer squad. I was enough, enough, man. You were cheer squad. I was, yeah, I was full enough. Had right. my little membership badge of the pom poms. I used to sell pizzas at Waverley That's Park. That's right, I've heard that. And I'd be yeah. like, hot pizzas, go to all the larger people, sell all my pizzas before the, the senior start because yep. the reserves used to play. And I knew all the people to go to because yep. it was the same sort of people. Yep. Bang, bang, you were Supreme Hawaiian. Then I'd get down in the front row and kick goals and then I'd sneak into the rooms and watch the boys. And then I got drafted the year after. Yeah. What a loser. <laughs> but how good's going to the rooms as a kid? It's, oh, one, of the, it's one of the great thrills. They look like giants, bro. So you talk about it going into the rooms, and when you talk about retro around, I think one of the things they should bring back is the nice bar. Remember the baths at the MCG, the, and they yeah, the, the hot baths. Well, I sat there grand final day, two thousand and uh, sorry, nineteen ninety seven. We played for the Dandenong Stingrays against North Ballarat. Yeah, uh, back when they used to play the eighteens reserves yep. and seniors. So St Kilda were playing Adelaide yes. in the grand final in ninety seven, and we were in the same rooms as the Saints. Uh, Dan and the the greats, uh, well Shane Warne stand now, yep. the old rooms there. And we got beat. We we were undefeated pretty much all year. And Adam Goods kicked eight. Oh, that's right. In the grand final yep. and dominated us. Yep. We played on Chris Massey, Trent Crow. We had all of them go through. I mean, he just stepped up and went bang, 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 bang. Turned out to be not a bad player. Yep. And then I was in the rooms afterwards. And I reckon I had an hour and 45-minute shower. Yeah. I was sitting on the Powerade bottle. I was in the bath. And then all the Saints boys were rolling in. And I'm just like, oh, my God. It was Winmar, Lowe, Harvey, Lappin. All these blokes are walking in. To a point where a St Kilda bloke come over to me, trainer and said, excuse me, young fella, you, you're going to have to get out of the shower. <laughs> and I was like that, uh, what's that show? Wilson, you know, the Macaulay Culkin, I think it was, where he sits in the bath and his hands get all, yeah, yeah, all wrinkly. Yeah, yes. Mate, I was like, I was an 80-year-old man. I was wrinkled up, but I was in awe yeah. and sat there and watched the Saints get beat. Well, speaking, of those, speaking of those bars, one of my memories over as a kid, I was a Collingwood supporter as a kid. And I yeah. remember the day I got to go into the rooms, must have been about eight or nine years, years of age. And I had the autograph book and would go around and get all the autographs. And I walked into the bath, and Big Damien Monkhurst was laying in the bath with one leg, one leg out, just nude, like. Just <laughs> and I walked up. He was a kid. Excuse me, monkey. Can I have your autograph? And there he is, just laying out in the He's bath. A huge human. He was a big man, and I remember getting his autograph. And that, for some reason, that image sticks in my mind. As Did an the next time you look down in the shower, you go, "Geez, what's happened?" <laughs> 
So that was the 23rd of June. If you want to go back and have a listen to the full show, Joey and Fev on deck there during Retro Round. They also spoke in that episode about the Century Shootout with Buddy. Um, it's a cracker. Obviously, all the Fev ones are very, very funny. So highly recommend. The next grab that we're going to hear is from Tuesday, March 7. That was just, well, Jason Horn Francis had just moved from the kangaroos across back home, I suppose, to Port Adelaide, which led us to Joey making a comparison to Nick Dacos. Yeah, so Jason Horn Francis obviously been under the pump for so long, all of, you know, 2022 during his North Melbourne sort of days as Nick Dacos was killing it, right? Nick Dacos, incredible season this year, incredible season last year. Um, and all the hype was with Nick Dacos and all the criticism was, was with Jason Horn Francis. And Joey had a little bit of an alternative perspective in yeah. that he was sticking up for Jason Horn Francis. Which really doesn't back our uh, point that we made earlier that Joey is actually Collingwood fan at heart from child <laughs> and he was backing Jason Horn Francis. I have you to say this is so an exception fun. to the rule, but yeah. he was backing Jason Horn Francis. Nick Dacos saw that and those two ran into each other. They were out at a pub or a club somewhere in the off season and Nick Dacos pulled Joey aside, pulled him up about some of those comments he made. Will Ashcroft could have a better year in his first year than Nick Dacos. Or, real talk or not? It's real talk. He could. I've got to be careful about what I say about Nick Dacos, though, because quick little story. Before or when they got drafted, the boys, last year, I'd watched a bit of the under-18 footy, and I went on Fox Footy on record and said that Jason Horn Francis was daylight ahead of Nick Dacos at the time from what I'd seen <laughs> at their junior levels. Now, obviously I, obviously I got that wrong, and Nick Dacos hasn't forgotten. He's I've bumped into him oh, twice, wow. twice over summer. Good kid, love him. He's come up to me and said, oh, Joey, I was yeah. listening when you said Horn Francis was head and shoulders above me or daylight See, I told you, ahead I of me. The top 50s. And he Why goes, I remember forget. that. And I said, hey, apologies, Nick. I got that one wrong. You certainly are a uh, little superstar. So I love him. So I've got to be careful. I don't think Ashcroft will have a better first year than Nick Dacos, but it is possible. So it is a real talk. In that episode, we also heard Rui's favourite captaincy appointment of the 2023 season and very much looking forward to more Joey and Rui next season. We're skipping forward now to June 22nd when we reunited Joey with his old mate, Cozzy. Yeah, now these two were a little bit sleep deprived because they've been up all night watching the Ashes. Of course, this is footy talk, but that doesn't preclude the others from watching the other sports every now and again. But those two, like, reminiscing about the old St Kilda days. They were housemates, Justin Kaczynski and Joey, and they've shared some really sweet stories in this podcast about that. Oh, it's full adorable, but, you know, the flip side is that Coming back to Ross Lyon and copping some sprays again. This wasn't directed at either of those two. It was directed at a former teammate of theirs, Troy Schwartz. Got the ultimate Ross Lyon treatment. It was one hell of a way to make an entry to a club from Ross. No Ross Lyon story will be topped by this. Ross made a statement on his very first day, didn't he? This uh, oh, when he started the first That's time? That's the first time he started. Yeah. To, when we were first coming through with him in 2007. Seven, yeah. I think um, he did make a statement. We got back first day uh, pre-season. We went on a run, yep. didn't we? we went on like a 20-minute run. And uh, Troy Swartz, old teammate of ours, um, didn't keep up with the pack. And it was it was a pretty slow jog. And, and he called him upstairs after that while we were doing weights and, and sacked him on the spot. So. Yep. 
Um, that was Ross's. Uh, that was Ross's statement when he walked in and he, made us all pull our socks up a bit. Did he? What? He meant business on his first day. Troy Schwartz was told that uh, there's no spot for you on the list. He still hadn't been signed. I'm pretty sure. So he was out, and then that was it from that oh, moment. Right. He hadn't been signed. I, I, oh, I, maybe I just presumed it was start of the preseason. It was like start. He of, had a contract. Maybe like, I don't sure how it worked, but like he'd been there seven or eight years. Surely he was signed for the year. Potentially, I can't that. remember. We maybe need to check that. We'll work that out. But it was his first day. Troy Schwartz just came in. Said to the boys, boys, I've just been sacked. Ross Lyons uh, cut me. And from that moment on, we knew that Ross the boss meant business. If you want to listen back to that full episode, it's June 22 and the link will be in the show notes. This is Footy Talk. If you're listening on Spotify, make sure you hit the bell so you get notifications when we release episodes. And if you want to get in contact with us, you can do so on our Instagram at footytalk underscore pod or on TikTok at footytalkpod. If you have any feedback for what you love about the show, what you don't love as much about the show, we'd love to hear it because then we can craft the entire show around what you guys want to listen to next year um, as we come back for the 2024 season. But until then, say a lot of... <laughs> Listener.